This is the future. Hello, and welcome to the New Year's Eve 2021 episode of the Alternate Futures podcast. I'm Edwin Rydberg, and I wanted to do a short wrap-up episode for the year and give you a chance to win an audiobook trilogy to start 2022. So uh, I launched the Alternate Futures podcast in August this year, and I've been very happy with both the reception and the process. I was nervous to begin with, as this is a bit outside my comfort zone. However, I've enjoyed meeting all the authors I've spoken to and discussing interests we share in both science fiction and the modern world. In fact, I might be enjoying the discussions a bit too much, as the episodes have grown in length from around 40 minutes to about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, but if you're enjoying the episodes, then I'm happy to keep them going this way. Uh, before I forget, I wanted to sincerely thank all my guests this season who've joined me from all around the world. That's the US, Canada, Taiwan, New Zealand, and South Korea. Oddly enough, no one from the UK yet, but that's coming. Uh, it's not always been easy getting the scheduling right, and I've appreciated their time and efforts. Uh, next season, I hope to continue the global reach, and I hope the author I've been in contact with in, from South Africa is able to manage uh, the roaming power outages so she can join me. Um, that reminds me, if you have any comments on how I can improve the show, if there are things you'd like to see more of, parts you feel I could remove or put in different platforms, or if there are any suggestions you have for indie sci-fi creators you'd like to have on the show, please let me know. You can email me at podcast at alternatefutures.co.uk. Um, I'm also con considering trying to contact some indie game developers as well, just to spread things across the science fiction creator spectrum. Uh, so this episode, I will keep fairly short, but I'm not going to interview myself again or give any like, great detailed breakdown on the last 11 episodes. But for those of you who've been listening regularly, you know that I ask all my guests the same questions near the end of the podcast. So to end out the new year, it's only fair that I answer those questions myself. Um, yeah, I've had a, more time to think about them than, than my guests, um, but that's the perks of being the host. Next season, this segment will continue, but with two new questions. So without further ado, the first question is, which one of the many issues facing humanity at the moment would you be most inspired to base a story around? That's quite interesting because I am basing a story around this issue. Um, and this is the threat of advancing but simplifying technology. Yeah, the story I'm writing started during, uh, well, it started a while ago, but uh, I started revisiting during the NaNoWriMo this year. And... Uh, fixing it up because it was about 10 years ago when I started this. So obviously a lot of technology has changed in that time. It's a near future story. It's at about 25 years in the future, uh, which is its own challenges. But um, so for several decades, I've been concerned about the idea that as technology grows ever more powerful and becomes increasingly simplified, we will reach a point where an average individual could potentially destroy the species. And given the growing authoritarianism around the world, I suspect the powers that run the world have now become concerned with this idea as well. Um, I mean, it's theoretically possible right now for those with a bit of money and uh, a bit of tech knowledge to, to do such a thing. Um, for example, we've seen on, on the positive side, Elon Musk has almost single-handedly kickstarted the space race again. Um, on a say, more cautionary note, you have people like Bill Gates, who's expressed interest in geoengineering projects to cool the planet, to combat the um, so-called climate catastrophe. Uh, and if done wrong, of course, this could be something that affects the entire world in a very negative way, possibly resulting in a new ice age. Uh, and of course, then we have the, the pandemic we're still currently in, which has shown us that the work in just one laboratory 
can threaten the safety of the entire world. Um, so this is a time now that's kind of come to fruition um, from the concerns I've had. Uh, and it's a, it's a period that's ripe with story fodder, uh, as just as much as it's challenging to live in. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll be publishing that story this year is my plan. And uh, I'll let you know when that's available. And maybe I can discuss it a bit more on here. Uh, the second question then, thinking again of the myriad of issues facing humanity, biological, medical, technological, or whatever, which one issue concerns you the most and would be the one that you most hope we get right moving forward? Uh, this question's caused a lot of problems all season because it, it's conceptually quite similar to the first one. Um, and so for the sake of encouraging thought and discussion on, on different subjects, I'll give a, a different answer on this one. Um, there are so many issues, of course, that uh, it's hard to know which one to pick. And so I do kind of apologize for putting my guests on the spot with these um, questions. But, you know, it's kind of a sorry, not sorry, because they do uh, kickstart some interesting discussions. And it demonstrates uh, what kind of issues people are most concerned with. For me, we're living in the information age. And for the first time in history, we're getting a taste of what that truly means. Because of that, a large percentage of us have become very afraid. I won't go into our government's role in this. However, I suspect even they underestimated how easy it would be to engender extreme fear into a significant segment of the population. For many people, uh, ignorance truly is bliss. Most people seem to find comfort in the belief that the world is ordered roughly around the same ideals and behaviors they live by. And when it's not, it feels wrong or perhaps even evil to some people. And now that we've gotten access to vast amounts of information, including how our governments and large organizations truly function, um, in addition to how dangerous the world is and how fragile we are, for many of us, well, many more of us, our eyes have been opened. Those who want to see are often uh, getting factual confirmation of what they've long believed, in some cases, much more than they believed. But even those who don't want to see are finding it difficult to ignore um, the sites that are being shown to us regularly. Um, sadly, many people cannot function effectively if they are unable to ignore uh, the parts of the world they don't understand or that make them afraid. For them, ignorance is not only bliss, but it's necessary. And I'm reminded of um, Men of Black, Agent J, a uh, uh, little speech he gave uh, after... Agent K went off shooting out of his uh, laser blaster in the middle of the streets. And he said, there's always an Archelian battle cruiser or a Carillion death ray or an intergalactic plague that's about to wipe all life on this miserable little planet. And the only way these people can get on with their happy lives is that they do not know about it. So what these people fear is not really the thing that's causing the problems. Say, for example, in our world, uh, asteroid collisions, global climate change, viral outbreaks, authoritarian governments, manipulation of financial systems, uncontrolled movement of people around the planet, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, because those things, or something like them, have always existed. And, and every one of those things, in fact, has happened numerous times in our past. Um, but what, what people fear in reality is the knowledge of that thing, because now they have to face the future, that future unknown that comes with the knowledge. Um, they're forced to deal with it. They're forced into a position where they've lost their ignorant certainty that the world will continue on as it is. And they're, they're faced with the chaos and the, um, the loss of that feeling of stability. 
and ultimately, whether it's, uh, you know, uncertain climate or uncertain gender definitions, um, ultimately, what we're seeing is a, a massive fear of change, effectively. Uh, yet, ironically, change is the one constant of life. So what I hope we get right moving forward is that ability to accept change and to have an open, honest, but considerate dialogue about what change we can easily accept and what foundations we need to hold on to uh, and change only with great consideration and broad discussion. But if you'd like to give your thoughts on, on these questions or my answers or any of the answers from our guests, um, feel free to, to go to my Facebook page at Alternate Futures UK and jot your thoughts in the comments sections. I tend to post the links to all the uh, podcast episodes on that page. Now, moving right along, uh, I'm finishing up this year's last Revenge of the Muse. Um, next year, it will be optional, so it'll be a hit and miss as to whether whether the guest authors do it or not. Uh, I've changed that up um, because it, it is an imposition on my guests, and so if they're willing to do it, I'm, I'm more than grateful. Um, but if not, that, that's their choice as well. I send, uh, I still send the cube images to all guests, but it's it's their choice whether they want to write a story or not. Um, so let's say, just to remind you again, I've randomly rolled four cubes, four story cubes that represent the categories of hero, action, setting, and science fiction element. And this time I've written a, a brief uh, story intro around my cubes, and I'll sort of share with you what they are at the end of it. So this, this bit is called Eternity Awaits. The interior of the bus was cold and dark, lit only by the dim bluish glow of screens flooded with graphs and charts updated each nanosecond from the external sensors. There were no windows because it was unknown what effect viewing the interstitial matrix between cosmic membranes would have on the human mind. Instead, a false colored video compiled from a broad spectrum EM readings displayed on one of the monitors was almost incomprehensible. Are you sure this is going to work? Sarah asked for the umpteenth time. No, but do you want to continue sitting quietly and doing nothing? We'd had the discussion many times before. This wasn't the real thing, or we wouldn't be here now. It was just a way of venting our anxiety as we raced our beat-up yellow school bus through the fundamental fabric of the universe. There could have been an error, Sarah. We checked the data seven times. There was no mistake. We both know there has to be something wrong. Something happened 6,500. The summary we'd both heard and said numerous times before was cut short as a suited figure faded into existence in the small open space where the back doors would have been had they not been replaced with the aft GST unit. The rear gravido spatial temporal distortion unit was one half of the mechanism that allowed us to burrow through the dimensional walls of reality. The other was in the front of the bus, and the two worked in conjunction to change the density of the gravitational space-time fields. A bus? That's unusual, the young woman said, flipping her face mask up. I like it. She couldn't have been more than 18 or 20, but had a presence that spoke of experience. It's not every day you see a school bus racing through the void on a long trip to nowhere. It's impressive tech, but what possessed you to come here of all places? We're driving between dimensional planes, looking for new Earths, Sarah explained. Ours is broken, I added. When the young woman raised a questioning eyebrow, Sarah summarized 23 years of our research in two sentences. We're quantum cosmologists, and we discovered evidence that our reality has been broken, so we're trying to figure out how to fix it. 
I didn't know what reaction to expect for our admission, but it wasn't the one we got. Well, you're not wrong, she said. If you join me, I might be able to help. I was about to decline the offer when Sarah motioned me over. You're not seriously considering this, I asked her. I addressed Sarah in a whisper while watching the young woman looking over our control panels. It's time to face it. We don't know what we're doing. And she wasn't surprised by our findings. She might be able to help us. And she might be a con artist too. My attention was still tight on our guest as she was now staring at the false color feed of the outside. Out here? We're between dimensions. I think it's a little out of the operating area of most cons. Okay, that, that's fair. But exactly what do we know about her or anything out here? That's my... Hey, don't touch that. Our guest ignored me and jabbed a button that shut off the external view field processor. We don't know what effect that'll have on the human brain. See for yourself, she said, pointing to the screen. I cautiously approached before tapping the screen and to check the feeds. It's blank. I'm confused. Where are the chaotic ripples of energy and the twisting vortices of time and space? Are we back in normal space? Sarah asked. Then where are the stars? I say. This is as normal as it gets here, our guest said before adding. And there aren't any stars. Welcome to the shadow of eternity. So that's a little bit I wrote uh, from the cubes that I randomly rolled. They actually happened to work out very well for me. The, the hero, heroic one was a bus, as you probably gathered. Uh, the action was uh, something breaking. It looked like a piece of wood breaking. And the sci-fi element was, it looked like either a cloning tank or someone teleporting. So obviously I chose the latter. The third one, the setting was actually, looked like a hairy amoeba. Um, and that one will fit in, but I didn't do it in an obvious way in this story because I didn't want to sort of ruin any surprise for the series moving forward. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that story or that story intro. Before I finish off this episode, uh, I wish you all a happy new year. I wanted to let you know that my first guest in the new year is going to be Irish author Gerald M. Kilby, and he's generously donated 20 Audible codes for his The Belt trilogy. 10 for listeners who use the US version of Audible and 10 for those who use the UK version. Sorry for everyone else, but those are the only codes I have. So this giveaway is going on right now. Entry is free. Just go to giveaway.alternatefutures.co.uk and click the appropriate link by January 5th. I'll be announcing the winners and sending the codes on January 6th, just in time for the January 7th interview with Gerald. Uh, so sign up now, uh, or at least as soon as the episode's over. Again, that, that link is giveaway.alternatefutures.co.uk. So just to finish up then, if you want to learn more about me or my work or the podcast and my guests, you can find me online at alternatefutures.co.uk. And the podcast is in, surprisingly, the podcast section. Uh, you can also support me on Subscribestar. And I've just started a channel on locals.com where you can join me and we can have some discussions about the issues that interest us moving forward in the world. Uh, the links are all available on the podcast section of alternatefutures.co.uk. Uh, so don't forget again to check out the giveaway at giveaway.alternatefutures.co.uk for a chance to win a code for a free audiobook. And uh, that's it for the first end of year show. If you're a regular listener, thanks for your support. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining me. I hope everyone has a great 2022 and I'll see you back here on January 7th for an interview with Gerald M. Kilby. Thanks again. Have a great new year. This is the future.
Thank you. 